Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with my co-host, PK, all the way from Tucson. PK, I hear you're freezing out there. I am freezing more than you know. I don't know where to start, my tip of my toes or the top of my head. It's not fun. It's damp. It's a damp cold. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I apologize to everybody. You've got a bit of an echo tonight. We're going to try to see if we can fix it as we go forward. But in the meantime, we have a great show for you guys, and we don't want you to miss a minute of it. We have Maya Zahira is with us. She is the author of a book called Darkness, Disguised as Light. We're going to hear about protection. What do you do for protection in the unseen realms? You're going to find out. But first, PK, do tell what's going on with the numbers. Well, I'll tell you what. The fun part about it is everybody's uptight. There's a lot of stuff going on, and people are angry about nothing. I had a little client call me, and she said, I don't know what happened. I was at work today, and she's a server. She said the person got mad, threw a sandwich at my face and uh, my chest (laughs) and said, and thought I was the manager. She said, I wished I was. I wouldn't mind being hit with it. And another one called. They said they had a pro- big problem in a parking lot. And I had three people call to tell me how nasty other people are today. And they just, they don't, the ones that are getting it are totally shocked and have been very docile. And the other ones are just revved up and ready to go. So I'm Isn't that something? sure Gosh. we're going to get some traffic accidents and some more. Nastiness on the streets, I'm afraid. No, that's not good. Well, it just seems everybody's so antagonistic lately, and it's really important to be cool, calm, and collected and get centered, stay centered, you know? That's the most important thing. Well, they're centered on being negative. Yeah. That's the bad part. (laughs) That's very bad. I know. I know. It's terrible. It's such a strain for everybody to maintain even a facade of trying to be okay. You notice that when you're driving and people are looking at each other, you know, they're getting uptight, cutting off, and I'm going, wait a minute. I think I'll just stay home for a while. Yeah, I know. I know it. It's like who wants to engage in that? Not me. No, and then you take a look at today as it is, and I'm thinking of all things people are supposed to be patient and tactful and be cooperative, and then we're taking a look. Whose birthday is it today but Kate Middleton's? God bless that family. She's probably going <laughs> off like a rocket. <laughs> oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. Well, do tell now, what can we expect? And before we go on with this, I'm just going to – Maya, I know you're on the line, and unfortunately I have bad news. You are the cause of the echo. Because I just put you in mute, 
And when I put you in mute, the echo disappeared. So I'm going to ask you to hang up and call back in. And let's see if we can get rid of that echo. Okay, Maya? And I'll look for you on the board when you call back in. Thanks. Um, okay, well, at least we figured out it wasn't us, PK. We, it wasn't one of us. So, Well, I feel better because I'm, I'm on my landline right now, and I put the other line on, on mute so that I could see which one was which. Yeah, oh, so, this, so it's, usually we don't have a problem with echoing, so this is how we unfortunately have to work things Narrow out on the radio board. So now we know mm-hmm. it's not us, but hopefully it won't happen again when Maya calls back in because she's a great guest and we're looking forward to speaking oh, with I her with, without an echo. Great so, yes, it was a lot of fun to read. She raises some very interesting issues that I haven't seen addressed yet. So I think this is going to be very enlightening for everybody. And I, I, I so need too. to know more. I need to know more from you about what's coming up. What are we uh, going to be facing? Well, I, I'm going to be very honest. What I'm picking up, this, because of the anger situation that we're all going through, people are, they just don't know how to tone down. Because they're, when, when we take a look at that, there's supposed to be a lot of creativity, a lot of communications going on. Well, it's definitely that. But this month is not allowing anything to be positive. It doesn't matter who it is. There's nothing nice to be said. The newscasters are back and forth with each other. The governmental situation is a disaster. And everybody's having a hard time trying to understand which way to go. There's nothing anybody can do right now except write it out. Major changes are coming next month. And I probably I'd look for something to happen around the 9th, give or take a little, maybe a day before, a day after. But it's next month. You're talking about the 9th of February? The 9th 9th of February. February? Okay. All right. There's a lot of change going on, and those changes are almost like, I don't know how to put it. It's it's as if everybody's gathered up all of their negativity, and they're going to use it to pelt the other people on the other side when February gets here. But they're oh going to, things are going to be said that are going to be, make it rather disastrous. If you notice, even on Facebook, people are saying, for God's sakes, quit talking politics. If you're going to talk politics, go someplace else. That's not the forum for it. But nobody's happy about anything. How can <laughs> they be? Look at how many people are out of work right now, simply because of the governmental situation. This well, I have to but I have to give some people credit because when I was looking on Facebook, people had posted some hilarious photos of Schumer and Pelosi. I don't know if you saw them, uh, but on Facebook, and it was just nice to see. At least you can have a little bit of fun. But they oh, had definitely. Beavis uh, <laughs> and Butthead posted alongside Schumer and Pelosi and said they looked like they were in a hostage crisis. I mean, it was pretty hilarious. I mean, people do get creative in a kind of a fun way sometimes. Without sometimes being we need that. totally mean, but but sometimes it's funny, and and it was. I mean, the way they did their their shtick last night was hilarious, and people picked up on it and ran with it. And it's kind of nice to have a lighter lighter hand with a lot of these things, because like you said, there's not a lot we can do. We're all well, in yeah, this I mean, together. You know. Some poor soul standing serving somebody else, and to have them take their food and throw it at them. <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, that is just ridiculous. It is crazy. I know it. I know what you mean. Well, I did see a funny story, though. In Brazil, there was a an 
uh, a fighter, a, a girl who's a professional fighter, and she was walking down the, the street with her phone, and this guy approached her to mug her, to uh, take her phone, broke her umbrella. Well, it turned out she was quite the fighter. She beat the crap out of the guy, and the guy was begging, <laughs> begging for her to call the police so that she wouldn't kill him. I mean, it was, and they had this kind of blow by blow, and it, it was, it was very funny. I mean, it That's just really. Funny. Really taught this guy a lesson. So, uh, yeah, he picked on the wrong. They don't expect that of female. Well, you know, if you've noticed, even even the duos that are on some of the talk shows and such as that, they're even a little uptight with each other. Each one's tried to make a point that it's going to get better, but none of them believe it. Well, take a look. <laughs> we taking a look for the uh, the uh, the Oscars. They can't even get somebody to host them. Oh, yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, well, well yeah, you and I know why that is. It's just, it's so, it's so over the top, all of these, these it's new ridiculous. Uh, rules, these PC rules. But, you know, it's, you can try to force somebody to adhere to those kinds of rules, but you also force it underground. And the other thing is, mm-hmm. then you're, you're on a, uh, a hunt for people's, through people's past. And what did they say 10 years ago, 20 years ago? It just it gets ridiculous. Well, that's ridiculous. That's what's going to create even more angers because there's going to be blow-ups about what they assume may have been or what was meant then. How do you remember? I, you know, I've said something 10 years ago, and somebody asked me to, to clarify it right now. I'd probably have to go, uh, let me see if I've got a note for it. And the odds are I don't. <laughs> None of us do. Yeah. God, I know I, it. I, it's just it's gotten it's going a little to be a better crazy. day. There, it will be a better day, I think. But you know, you and I have long talked about the mainstream media. They're not to be trusted. They have their own agenda, and we know mm-hmm. that for fact because of the way they've been told to disregard uh, UFO reports. And the only ones they're releasing right. are the ones that you know they're told to release. So there's they're not they're not the journalists of the past. They no. are. Definitely paid not. and bought, you know, they're bought. And so they're only going to say what they're told to say. And I've talked to a lot of journalists who say they've tried to get UFO stories out into the public eye mm-hmm. and their editors won't let them out. Nope. We're not going to publish no. that. We're told, we're told not to. So, okay. Well then we know not to trust you guys because and girls, right. because you're not telling the truth. You are no longer journalists. You're just paid shills. So, Ooh, I thought you know, that phrase. That's true. Yeah. That's exactly that's true. true. And that's one of the reasons our show is so popular because we bring people on our show who are experiencers who've been abducted, mm-hmm. who've seen these UFOs, and they're willing to talk about it. They've got enough courage to step forward and to say, hey, this is what happened. And some of them are, you know, directly related to the military. Uh, I saw a great show, UFO Cover-Up, the other night. The History Channel is taking all of this by storm right now. If any of you mm-hmm. haven't seen that one, I recommend that. Project Blue Book, they started that as a scripted show. Uh, but, again, it's we've had so many of these people on our show that are now, you're watching them on television, like, Clifford Stone. Mm-hmm. They had a big piece on what he did. Uh, he was an interfacer with aliens, and he's been on our show. And a lot of these people that have come forward and, and faced possible uh, death threats or death because they're talking the truth. So these are the people we turn to. That's why we bring them on the show. Let's give everybody a perspective that's based in reality. And the people that we bring on the show, they're the ones that we listen to. And this is why. 
Mainstream media, forget about it. They're doing something. They don't even know who they are anymore. No, they, they, yeah, exactly. Who pays them? I don't know. But anyhow, so we do have some paranormal news. But before we get to that, I do want to mention we're in January now. And you Mm -hmm. know and I know this is property tax month. You have 30 days, 30 days, count them, to file your abatement with your assessors, to look at your property record card, to find out what's going on. You know, people don't even know how to read their own property record cards today. And I want to urge you to get attorney Patricia Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It, because it's a complicated field. You have to have somebody lead you through it. And Attorney Quintilian has done a great job with this book. It's simple to understand the way she puts it forward. But honestly, you have 30 days to file your abatement if you don't agree with how they're taxing you. And if you miss the deadline, you're done. That's it. Kaput for the year. So I just talked to somebody the other day, and they said they just raised my assessment $40,000. That's a lot. It's a lot. You bet your so that's more and, than some and people make it a year. Yeah, and some people won't even know they've been raised because they haven't even looked at their tax bill yet, and they haven't looked at the value that the assessors have placed on their property. So they're out of luck. So I want to urge you, get that book, Are You Being Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. You can get it on Amazon. You'll have it in a day. It's a great book. I recommend it as a gift to anybody you know who owns property because you don't want to be unpleasantly surprised and have to pay more than you owe. So we have some great stories on our Facebook page, those angel stories. Did you get a chance to see all of those? Tons of them. People have encountered angels on the highway, on the roadways, they've been saved from accidents, but all of these stories were compiled on Mysterious Universe, and we reposted them on our Facebook page. They're very, very inspiring, wonderful, wonderful stories, and, and a lot of them I, I have heard, and I know you have too, mm-hmm. but some are brand new, like about the, the man who stopped to pick someone up by the side of the road, an old gentleman, he picked him up, and he had a bag with him, um, and he came to a field, and the man said, just let me out here. And the guy was like, well, there's nothing here. Are you sure this is where you want to be left off? And he's like, don't worry about it. I'll be fine. So he let him off. But then he left his bag behind. So he grabs the bag to go get and get to the man and give it back to him. And he's gone. Can't find him anywhere. So he looks in the bag and it's empty. So he keeps driving. And he comes to a very serious accident and he realizes it involved the car that was behind him. Had he not stopped and picked up the man by the side of the road, Mm -hmm. he would have been in that accident. So he keeps the bag with him to this day every time he gets in his car. So I don't blame him. I would too. I would take it everywhere with me. So obviously he met an angel who saved him along the way. So Mm -hmm. great stories, great stories for January, for inspiration, to read about these encounters with angels. It's on our Facebook page. Make sure you go there. Give us a like. Follow us as well as on Twitter. And I'm sure that you will get a kick out of these stories. They're they're just great. Now, Oh, I think they're fascinating, absolutely fascinating. When we think... That's our one way of truly meeting something 
if if you're not a believer, you'll still end up having to believe after something like that happens. Yes, and it's something that you'd want to have happen to you if, God forbid, you were in a dangerous situation. So, yeah, it's nice to read that because it opens your mind mm-hmm. to more possibilities. And as a friend of mine once said, all things are possible all of the time. It's a nice way to think. So these stories will Ooh, help you think. That's a good that way to think. Yeah, exactly. That's for exactly. sure. So we also have a UFO sighting that was sent thanks to Mr. Bob Luca. And Bob and his wife, Betty, are the authors of the new book, A Lifting of the Veil. If you guys haven't read it yet, you need to get Mm -hmm. it. It's a great book. It's a follow-up to The Andreasen Affair, which was a bestseller on the New York Times list. When it first came out in 1980, it has been reprinted. It's available again, along with their new book, A Lifting of the Veil. So Bob was kind enough to send us this UFO sighting that took place in Massachusetts about half an hour from here in East Hampton. And I'll just go over it really quickly, and then we need to get our guests back on the air here. Um, But anyways, this person wrote about driving home from work south on Route 5 near Island Road when he saw three stationary bright white lights hovering over the Connecticut River between Mount Tom and Skinner Mountain. And the lights were odd since planes usually have the lights on their wings flashing. And this was a pure, bright, white light, not a yellow light that incandescent bulbs emit. And the center light was level with the other two and was pulsating separately. So the center light emitted a more rainbow-like light. I mean, this guy got very detailed. Um, Similar to a moon, but was mostly white passing. So anyways, he thought maybe it was a plane coming in for a landing, but there were no standard blue, red, or green flashing lights to indicate it was an aircraft. It also did not waver up or down, it remained stationary in the sky. And he had been pulled over for about 30 seconds. He thought maybe it was a dual propeller helicopter. I mean, clearly this is somebody who knows aviation, but it was much too large to be that. So, mm-hmm. again, that that's a MUFON listing, and it's right from near here in, in East Hampton. So, again, as you predicted, PK, more and more we are seeing these sightings. They can't deny it. They can refuse to talk about it, but guess they what? Do. We're seeing it. Yeah, they can. That's well, do you right. know what? I, come to, I think they're looking for you. They might be. Do I need to put they like something up on, on the turret? We're here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, honey. I hate to tell you, but I think so. You're letting their secrets all out, and they are not going to like it. Oh well, I think the the ETs do like it. I think it's you know who oh, doesn't. I, I'm not talking about the ETs. I'm talking about the government. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. You know, maybe they'll learn something if they talk to me. So you think? <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Yeah, we need to have a tat tat huh? A little powwow yeah, that's here. A good idea. Ooh, could we yeah. do that? We'll set it up for when. <laughs> Yeah, right. Whenever they want to come, as long as it's not the middle of the night, because I'm not really with it then. You know, I want to have my wits about me if they're here. So, anyways, we are talking about psychic protection tonight. And Mm -hmm. we're going to bring Maya Zahira on because she has some great information. She has her own personal journey of psychic discovery and paranormal experience to share with us. She is a psychic medium herself. She will not be doing live readings 
this time, maybe another time, but uh, she is just, her book is filled with great information. And like I mentioned before, some issues Mm -hmm. that I think need to be addressed that have not been raised uh, previously amongst people in the spiritual and psychic community. So we're going to bring her on. Hopefully there will be no echo. Let's give it a try. Okay. 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 See what happens. So Maya, welcome to the show. Hi, ladies. Is the sound okay? It so sounds far. great. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, I heard a little gremlin. <laughs> good job. Good. <laughs> yeah. Nasty little I think critter. we were we having some interference. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah, gone well, now. <laughs> good. Well, thank you, Patricia and PK. I'm so excited to be on your show. I discovered, uh, I, I discovered your show several months ago, and... Um, I binge listened to many, many hours, and I just loved it. And um, so I'm just really tickled to be on your show. So thank you for having me. We're happy to have you. Yes, it's totally our pleasure, and we're thrilled you reached out to us, and we're certainly always grateful when we have loyal listeners like you that enjoy the shows (laughs) that we're presenting to everybody. But you've got a great story to tell, and you've written a wonderful book called Darkness Disguised as Light. Terrific title. So mm-hmm. tell us about you. You've had quite the journey down the psychic road. Tell us how it got started. Yes. Okay. Well, let's start with the basics. First, um, just to let everybody know, since I think most of the people listening probably don't know me, although I do, I did let my students know, so a lot of them are probably listening in. Uh, my name is Maya Zahira, as Patricia mentioned, and I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm an author. Um, I My business that uh, I do sessions and classes with is called Psychic Protection Sanctuary. I'm also a professional psychic and an energy healer. So all of those skills really, um, really work together to help me to uh, support others who are having psychic protection issues. But here's the thing. I have been a spiritual teacher for over 25 years, actually, now. And I've worked with energy healing clients for about 20 years. And during most of that time, I always did recognize the importance of um, healthy energy management is what I call it, managing my energy, teaching uh, my clients how to manage their energy. Uh, As a very sensitive, energetically sensitive person, I had to learn how to go out into public without being bombarded by other people's energies. So I always understood that psychic protection was important, and I taught it to my students. Uh, But when it came to working with clients, I totally avoided working with anyone who had any really serious psychic protection issues. And by that, I mean like entity attachments, psychic attack, uh, really dark stuff attached to them, and that sort of thing. I didn't want to touch that stuff with a 10-foot pole. And I laugh about that now (laughs) because now... That's the main thing that I do is I work with people who are having psychic protection issues and I teach classes on it. Um, And it's funny that, you know, the powers that be had to 
set things up for me to experience a really, really horrific experience myself in order to uh, teach me and align me so that I could step up and do this work. And uh, Patricia, you mentioned about people who've been coming forward with their alien and UFO stories, uh, even yes. though they they might be put in danger. And I immediately thought about how uh, when I decided to write my book and start to come forward with my story, that was after I had tried to start telling some people, and as a result, I was violently attacked by an entity. Mm, and so it took a lot of it took a lot of bravery for me to come forward, and still I've been really stubborn and tenacious. I've still come forward and done my work, and I think that the the dark forces have just kind of put their hands up and said, "Well, she's still gonna she's still gonna do it. She's still gonna do this stuff." Because there there definitely were some um, interferences and some negative actions towards me to get me to back down and not share the messages. Uh, that I've been sharing and that I'm going to share with all of you this evening. Well, so. we're grateful for your your experience that you lived through it and that you're brave enough to share this with the rest of us because certainly it does appear that a lot of entities are coming through now more than before that we have the ability to to sense them. We may not know that we're at the effect of them, but that's why we have you on the show to talk about all of this so we can determine if we are at the effect of something. Uh, that needs to be cleared. So that's yeah. very important, very important. But before we go any further, you know, I see we have somebody on the line who has a question. We will get to you, I promise. And if anybody else has a question for Maya, you can call in at 563-999-3539. Again, that's 563-999-3539. And again, uh, Maya's not doing readings, but she will answer your questions. So so, Maya, do tell us uh, something about your experience, this one that was so terrifying. Yes. What happened? Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, so the backstory is really important because uh, it, it actually gives a glimpse of what's going on behind the scenes spiritually, actually, in many New Age and spiritual and metaphysical communities right now. So what happened to me is actually not uncommon. It was about three years ago. I went through a crazy psychic attack experience. I mean, it was stranger than fiction. I'm not even creative enough to have made this story up. I swear to you. Uh, It was just so strange. I'm not even creative enough to do that. Um, And... So uh, what happened was I was experiencing what I would now call a minor psychic attack. There was somebody that I had come in contact with who uh, was sending some bad energy my way. And I started to notice some minor symptoms of psychic attack, um, nightmares, and just some weird energy going on around me. And so because of that, and because I'm very sensitive and attuned energetically, I realized, oh, there's something going on. So I, um, I happened to connect with a spiritual teacher uh, who 
says that she specializes in helping people with entity issues and psychic attacks. And I said, oh, great. And I saw her as a colleague. I connected with her at a public event. And I said, this lady seems really awesome. Uh, She feels like a sister to me. I mean, uh, just great energy. I was really drawn to her. And I said, you know, maybe she has some ideas that I don't have because I was going through this minor psychic attack and let me schedule a session with her and let's see if she can give some of her expertise. Well, that was the beginning of Crazyville. I mean, it just went crazy after that. So as soon as I connected with this spiritual teacher, I had a couple of private sessions and I went to a couple of group uh, classes where she was channeling angel messages As soon as I started working with her, all sorts of crazy stuff happened. So what started as a really minor psychic attack with just a little bit of weird energy just went, blew out of proportion, and uh, there were lights flashing in my house that I was seeing demons in my house and attached to me. My computers and electronic devices were going crazy Animals, um, specifically birds, were acting really strange uh, around me. Uh, there were these uh, uh, crows that would, um, when I would go outside to write in my journal, they would fly and, and uh, land in a tree and they would just stare at me and squawk. They were acting very odd. And, I and started what was having causing this? Uh, what was causing well, so this, Maya? So at the time, I didn't know. I was trying to figure it out. And I also was having experiences of lost time where I would, um, I would be like, okay, wait a minute. I thought that it was this time, and now it's, this, it's five hours later. What happened? So uh, rea- reality was bending, okay? So this crazy stuff is happening. I'm wondering, have I lost my sanity And so I'm trying and trying and trying to figure out what is happening, why can't I clear this. And meanwhile, I keep contacting the spiritual teacher, asking for her help, telling her things are going crazy, help. And she then, what happens is she becomes less and less and less responsive to my messages uh, to where I was just like desperate to get a hold of her until one day, Um, I had been on the floor doing some yoga, and I was in this very relaxed state. I made myself get on the floor because I was very anxious, Um, like dealing with seeing demons in my house, lights flashing, all this stuff. I don't have any help. I'm trying to figure it out, and I, um, so I'm like, okay, I got to calm myself down. So once I got done with my yoga practice and my, my mind was more relaxed, I had this sudden epiphany. It was like I just saw the truth. I had acquired a piece of jewelry and a book from this spiritual teacher at one of the public events that I had attended. And when I stood up from doing yoga, I looked, I just happened to glance at the book that was sitting there on the table, and I saw it in a whole new way. There was... um, uh, the, the book had this design on it that when you would look at it, you wouldn't think anything. It just looked like a heavenly, uh, like a picture of heaven or something. Uh, but 
when I was in this relaxed state and I saw it in a whole new way, I realized there were demon faces all over the design of the book. I mean, oh I, I took, a pic, took a picture of the, the cover and I sent it to my friend and I said, what do you see? And she called me up and she said, oh, my gosh, I see like 30 different demon heads um, hiding in plain sight on this book cover. And then I go and I grab the, the jewelry, the, the piece of jewelry that I had gotten from the teacher that I had actually put on my bedside lamp for protection as soon as I had acquired it from her. And my friend and I talked for about two hours and I, I tried to unwind the whole story of how everything had unfolded and how crazy everything had, had gotten. And I was able to identify that the point where everything started was when I first connected with this spiritual teacher at, uh, at her event and things went really crazy after I acquired the piece of jewelry and, and the book. And so you think it was her, like, it was coming from her energy that yes. she was, I guess that's where you get the title for the book, Darkness Disguises Light, because she was supposed to be a yes. spiritual teacher and assisting people on this journey. And what you found is, yes. is that it set off a whole <clears throat> path of darkness. Yes. Now, um, yes. So keep in mind. Do you see I'm her also, and the person, does she, yes. does she at this point in time seem to give the same illusion? Of darkness, or has she revert back to someone that you considered open and uh, more of a light? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, it actually, for a while after this happened, um, a couple of friends of mine and myself, we were trying to uh, figure out exactly what happened and does she know, or is there something working through her? And I actually saw the entity that uh, is attached to her because it attacked me. So um, I I saw what it looks like. And I've also, since uh, that happened three years ago, I've had some experiences with other similar entities working with my clients. So now in hindsight, I am 100% sure that this is, what I call a false light entity that's working with her. This is actually a very common thing that's happening in the New Age and metaphysical communities is that there are entities that are imposters that pretend to be light beings. So in this instance, um, she actually tell the teacher tells a story of how 30 years ago she um, had, was very, very depressed and desperate and cried out to God for help. And um, then in her time of need, these angels appeared to her. Um, I am 100, 100% positive those were not angels that appeared to her. It was a false light entity. And in working with some of my clients as well, what I've come to understand is that a false light entity can actually present itself as several angels or an ascended being or one angel or Archangel Michael or uh, anything, a fairy. Um, and it's very convincing, very convincing. So 
so uh, this, uh, these angels that she's been serving um, for all of these years are not angels. They are uh, a false light entity. And when I came to understand this, when I was talking to my friend over the phone and we were trying to hash this out, we realized that the piece of jewelry that I had acquired from her was actually being used as two things, a portal and a surveillance device. So even though though I had done absolutely perfect uh, protection around, I created protective fields around my property and I was doing all this clearing, I still had this piece of jewelry at my bedside and it was allowing direct access of her entity to me. Um, and, and it was a surveillance device because when we looked at it, uh, once we realized what it was, when we looked at it, we could see that, that the uh, piece of jewelry, it had a stone on it that looked exactly like an eye. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the, the Lord of the Rings, uh, but the mm-hmm. Eye of Sauron on the Lord of the Rings, that's what it looks like. <clears throat> wow. Well, so so you obviously got away from this person, <laughs> right? You left her in <laughs> yes, the dust, I, did. I hope. I, I blocked all contact with her. I did strongly consider, um, should I tell her, does she know, does she not know? She seems like such a lovely person, and I just felt terrible for her. And I strongly considered... Uh, telling her, hey, you've got a false light entity attached to you. Um, or maybe she knows and she is still, who knows. Uh, but I had a dream uh, about six weeks after I got free of all of that. And in the dream, um, I walked into a metaphysical shop and she was there and we smiled at each other. I've always liked her personally. So um, I, I walked up to her. I really wanted to help her. And she seemed friendly and approachable. And so I told her what was really happening in this dream. And in the dream, then as soon as I told her what was happening, her eyes turned black and things became very dangerous for me. And I woke up uh, and I thought, okay, mental note, Maya, as much as you want to directly tell this person you cannot. It would be dangerous. So my approach has been to um, to help educate the public. And, and one thing that happened after I went through all of this was I went through a couple of months where I was getting uh, what I call direct downloads. All of this information about psychic protection and what's going on in the unseen realm uh, what are false light entities? How do they operate? I was having visions and receiving all this knowledge. And I, there were a few times when I would just be talking to people about this stuff. And I would think, huh, how do I know this? I didn't read it in a book anywhere, but I know it. Um, and that, wow. those downloads happened as a result of, this, of um, getting free from this psychic attack. Gosh, it's amazing all this material came to you. And I know you're going to share some of it with us tonight. Let's yeah, take a question from this person who's called in. This is area code 216. 
Hi, you're live on the air. What's your name? Uh, hi, my name is Patricia. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, hello, another Patricia. What's your question for Maya, Patricia? Uh, yes, I. Uh, <clears throat> some I'm hearing some of the experiences she had, and um, it uh, uh, struck my interest. Um, I have had some interesting experience. I want to get some clarity. Um, I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio, and it's I was born and raised here, but I've lived elsewhere. <clears throat> and uh, I've moved back here twice, uh, and it's always been when I stepped here in this place, and it seems like I'm just being pummeled with so much negative energy, uh, negative people, and I felt that I was living in Los Angeles and felt like the same way too. But anyway, some of the experiences I've had here, it's just like I've felt like an, and I've isolated myself but to mainly protect myself like I'm being psychically attacked. I mean, people, people I don't know uh, or have very, you know, some familiarity with me, saying like a teacher because I was going to college and I just stopped because the males were just in that particular discipline. They were just really attacking me, meaning, you know, bullying me. Um, <clears throat> so, so what's your question yeah. for Maya tonight, Patricia? Is, um, how can I protect? I'm an uh, empath and highly sensitive. How? What protective tools can I? More can I gain? Because I each day I use a pranic healing protective technique to surround me in the uh, violet ball of light and vision myself in there. Um, but uh, I've just been so attacked these six years I've been here. What else can I do? And I mean, I hear a lot of people saying, "Surround yourself in the white light." Whether there's any validity to that, to that, I I don't know. Uh, I do I do my ground myself, meaning doing breath work. What else can okay. I do? Um, so Maya, Maya, what do you suggest with- for Patricia? With this, with this issue. Okay. Yes. So, Patricia, thank you so much for your question. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were talking, I was tun- tuning into you, and uh, yes, I do believe, just to confirm for you to validate, that yes, I do feel that you are under psychic attack. Uh, there's, yes. I'm seeing a lot of um, dark energy swirling around you. Um, and, uh, what I would say about the, the violet light exercise that you're doing, it feels Mm -hmm. like that is helpful to you, but as you've noticed, it doesn't take care of the more serious issues. So there's actually a difference between what I call maintenance techniques and emergency (laughs) techniques. So the maintenance techniques would be like, visualizing white light um, mm-hmm. or, and the, the violet light technique that you're using, grounding, <laughs> all of those really nice self-care techniques that you use on a daily basis um, right. are wonderful. But what you need are more of the emergency techniques for clearing out a psychic attack. Uh, there mm-hmm. are several things that you would need to do. Um, 
And we won't be able to go into all of the steps, but I would recommend that you go ahead and get the book because I really think that would be helpful to you. I promise you I would not recommend it if I didn't think it's exactly what you need. I think it's going to be a really good bang for your buck because it's going to help you. You mentioned that you are very sensitive. You're an empath. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of information in there to help you as an empath. And there are also mm-hmm. some step-by-step processes near the end of the book that are going to get you started in clearing the psychic attack. Specifically, uh, and this is um, helpful for anyone else who gets the book who's under cur- currently under psychic attack, in the book there are um, there's instructions on how to do a candle technique and instructions on burning plant resins for uh, clearing. And those were the two main techniques that I used to clear out what I would call an extreme psychic attack. So it worked for me when I was having like a 10, 10 out of 10 <laughs> psychic attack. Yours, I would say, on a, on a scale is about 7, which is still very stressful and scary. So um, I would go ahead and get that book, Darkness Disguised as Light. Um, make sure that it's the one by me because there's another one out there um, by somebody else. So this is by Maya Zahira. Um, that will help you get started. There's so much in that book I think that will help you. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to go over some techniques, uh, some things that will be helpful for you in the rest of the show as well. Okay, Patricia? The Darkness Disguised as Light. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay, now, do you have a website? <clears throat> I do. It's psychicprotectionsanctuary.com. Psychicprotectionsanctuary.com. Yes. And at the end, I'm going to give some other information, so go ahead and stay on because I'm going <laughs> to give uh, the whole list of different ways you can receive support. Okay, and I'm assuming uh, this is what's available through your website and Amazon? Amazon is the place to go. Hmm. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Patricia. Thanks for your call, Patricia. Good luck. Well, that was a great question. We're going to take a very short commercial break, and then we're going to come back so that we can hear more of these protections that we need to learn about so that we keep our energy nice and clear. And again, we are speaking with Maya Zahira tonight. She is the author of the book, Darkness Disguised as Light. You are listening to Supernatural Girls Radio, and we will be right back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with Cosmic Fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With Cosmic Fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, The Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. 
Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology, having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutase effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The Astridium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridium. Visit www.astridium.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridian, the beauty of being healthy. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with my co-host, who is freezing in Tucson. Sorry to hear that, PK. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's raining again, and I'm freezing even more. Oh, I look like God. a little Eskimo. I wouldn't wrap myself up in a blanket while we're sitting here talking. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I also yeah. want to say to everybody, at the beginning of the year is a great time to have your numbers done by Miss Patricia Kirkman. And you can find PK at patriciakirkman.com. You can also find her on our website, supernaturalgirlswithaz.com. And if you would like a soul realignment session, then feel free to reach out to me. I am on the Supernatural Girls website. Be happy to talk to you more about soul realignment. We actually had the creator of that on the show. It was quite an interesting show. And 
it's it's a great system. It's another tool that I have in the toolbox for people who are looking for incredible transformation. It works extremely well. So don't forget to contact us. We'd be happy to set up an appointment and answer any questions you may have. Now, tonight we are speaking with Maya Zahira about darkness disguised as light. And it is a problem today. And Maya, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit about before you get into the actual protections that we can use, you bring up that there is also a Me Too movement going on in the spiritual community. People have to be aware of this too, right? Are you referring to the sexual predator issue that's that I exactly talked about right. yeah, in the book? It's not a community yeah. that, that is uh, foreign to this. I mean, this happens everywhere. And mm-hmm. it has happened and it continues to happen in the spiritual communities. And you point that out in your book, and I thought you did a great job with that subject. People need to be aware that predators can be found in spiritual communities as well. Yes, indeed, they certainly can. And what's most insidious about it is that many times people are going to a spiritual healer or a spiritual event because they are in a vulnerable state already. They're going through something difficult, and um, so they're already vulnerable, they uh, emotionally vulnerable, um, and they, they connect with a spiritual teacher or they go to an event, and somebody latches on to them who is a predator. And they don't see it coming because they really think that, that, that it's a safe place. They wouldn't even imagine that going to a Reiki healer or uh, a Reiki circle or uh, some other spiritual kind of event uh, would uh, even put them in harm's way at all. And so actually, for this reason, this is why there are a lot of sexual predators who uh, like to uh, connect with these kinds of spiritual activities because they know that it's like a feeding ground. There's all of these people. Um, uh, there's a lot of sexual predators that are men, but there are, of course, there are some that are women as well. Um, but there's all of these, these uh, both men and women, uh, spiritual seekers that are at these spiritual events that are opening their hearts and opening their energy wide open. And it's all about we are all one and love. And so they're not even thinking at all to be on high alert. And that's when the predator comes in and connects with them and says, um, you know, I could really help you. And I actually uh, uh, am privy to several stories Uh, very heartbreaking stories of people who connected with a spiritual teacher uh, and then the spiritual teacher would spend uh, quite a lengthy time uh, grooming the person as a sexual predator does, grooming them, gaining their trust, and, and then over time, then they would manipulate them into a sexual relationship. And some of these predators had, you know, 20 or 30 people they were doing this with at once. And Gosh. Well, it, you, so you issue a, a very good warning in your book about all of that, and you're right. People do usually seek out someone to help them on this path when they are vulnerable, and they don't expect to find a predator 
in the community, and certainly they exist there yeah. too. So I'm really, I know PK and I are very glad that you brought that out into the open. I think that needs to be discussed, and people need to be aware of it, so that they're not blindly going into these relationships and they miss the red flags that would tell them that they're really with a predator. So that's a good job yes. in the book. Yeah, yeah definitely. Don't. Don't check your discernment at the door when you go to no. any kind of activity, no matter what it is. Uh, you, you can certainly go to spiritual activities uh, and events and really enjoy yourself, but you do need to continue to use your discernment. And one, mm-hmm. one thing that might be of interest to the listeners is the, the section where I talk about the sexual predators. I also go into detail about energy cords about what they are and how sexual predators use them. So an energy cord is a cord, a tube or a hose of energy that connects from the person to the victim. And energy can go both ways. So the predator will hook an energy cord into their their victim and then they will suck life force energy from them. And they will also, here's the real tricky part, they will also send energy to their victim and they'll send the energy of uh, strong sexual desire. And then the person receives this and they think that those feelings are their own when in fact the feelings are coming from the, the perpetrator from the, the sexual predator. Uh, and the reason why they're sending all of, the, all of those feelings is to manipulate the person to, uh, in, in order to have sex with them. And this is actually uh, something that was a huge epiphany um, that I, that I uh, was able to see in a vision and um, I actually know several women who've been harmed by uh, sexual predators. And the most common thing that they said was, well, I consented to it. I agreed to it. And it's like, yes, but what I've been able to see as a clairvoyant is that what was happening was the predator was hooking an energy cord into them and manipulating them. And if anybody's listening to this who has had one of those weird situations with a spiritual teacher and you've been blaming yourself, you need to understand that you were being manipulated energetically. Okay, so that's an important factor there. Very important. Yes, thank you for bringing that out into the uh, public eye. I think that's it's critical. People need to know this. This goes on everywhere, and it's certainly goes on here in the spiritual community. So tell us more about what other techniques we can use. Now you talk about the cord. Is there a way to cut the cord? Yes, actually, um, there's, it's actually fairly easy to cut energy cords. There's a technique that I go into in my book. And then also you can go onto YouTube and type in Um, energy cord, you could type in cord cutting meditation and you'll find thousands of really lovely meditations that you can do. You can also go to an energy healer who knows how to remove non-beneficial energy, who can cut cords for you. 
So um, cord cutting is not super complicated. Uh, again, it can be done through a meditation. It gets trickier if somebody who is a master has hooked into you, then you might have to go to a professional and have them, them unhook those cords. Um, I you know, am going to take you through some techniques, though, um, in a little bit uh, that, that will definitely yeah. help with your um, protection. We want to hear those, but before we go into that, I want to mention that there are, uh, this is a, a shamanic technique also, because there were these twins, these ladies that came from Peru, and one of the things that they did as a part of their healing ceremony for the individuals they work with is they had these enormous, rusty old shears. <laughs> and I know when people right. saw awesome. those coming at them, they probably wanted to run out of the room. But they used the shears, you know, symbolically, but also they, they did the cutting all around the person to make sure that there were no cords. So this is a part of shamanic history, and certainly these uh, twins have carried forth this tradition, and they, they come here every once in a while from Peru and treat people. But it's interesting that you talk about this also in contemporary times. It actually has very ancient roots. Yes, it really does. And um, I feel like in order to do it properly, I could certainly take us through a meditation, but it would probably take the whole rest of our time. And I want to make sure that we cover some more content. Is that okay, Absolutely. ladies? Yeah, okay. definitely. Cool. You want to get as much After out as all, possible. The, the book is available for them to get yeah. a hold of and take a look at. There's actually um, something else that I wanted to cover that's in my book that um, I keep getting um, my, like my angels are saying, make sure you cover this one thing. It's super important that uh, apparently whoever's listening to the show needs to hear about this. So listen up, everybody. There's a whole section about this in chapter six, uh, lesson six of my book. And by the way, um, every chapter in my book is uh, it goes into details of uh, the story that I went through, which I barely scratched the surface about the psychic attack that I went through. Everybody tells me when they read about it, they can't put the book down. That's they're, they just want to keep reading and find out what happened. But anyway, so every chapter has uh, has more about the story about what I went through. And then at the end of every chapter is a lesson. And that's where, where you're going to get your information about psychic protection, what psychic attacks are, how they work, what false light entities are, what makes you vulnerable to psychic attack in the first place, what are energy cords. Um, and then here's the one topic that my angels keep saying I need to make sure that we cover. And um, it's this, two indications that entities are attaching to you. And we were talking about um, predators in the spiritual community. Uh, this is uh, for any of you who enjoy going to either energy healers or sound healing concerts, um, you know, channeling events, psychic fairs, all of, the, all of those are wonderful and really fun and uplifting activities. But a lot of the metaphysical and spiritual community has been infiltrated by false light entities. And since a lot of genuinely good 
spiritual seekers and teachers don't know about false light entities, they don't even realize that they have false light entities attached to them. So when they put on an event, they don't even realize that they're putting their, their participants in danger. So you have to remember that you can't put your safety in the hands of whoever's putting on the event or whoever runs the studio or whatever. You can't put your safety in their hands. You have to be informed. And that's why I want to tell you about these two indications that entities might be attaching into you. This happens so frequently at spiritual events, so you need to be aware. The first indication that uh, dark beings are attaching into you is that you suddenly feel very ill. So you start to feel very sick all of a sudden. You feel uh, maybe shaky, dizzy, nauseous. Your head will start to spin. You feel like you need to lie down. You feel weak. Uh, Maybe you feel like all of a sudden you're coming down with the flu. That is a surefire indication that something has um, started to hook into you or has hooked all the way in And when you have that sudden uh, feeling, it means that when something like that uh, hooks into you, it causes your your vibration to plummet. And that's what causes those symptoms, okay? That's what causes you to feel that way. There can also be a delayed reaction. You might not feel it the instant that something plugs into you. You might feel it a few hours later. uh, And... Just know that if that happens, there's really good information in my book on how to clear it right away so that it doesn't turn into a crazy psychic attack like what I went through. I want to save you from that so you don't have to go through it. The second indication that an entity, a dark being, is attaching to you, this one really shocks people. The second indication is that you are overcome with feelings of bliss and euphoria. Hmm. And people say, but Maya, isn't it good to feel bliss? I mean, I love going to a spiritual event and getting blissed out and just feeling so amazing. And what I say to that is, it is very, it's a good thing to feel wonderful, but you need to feel grounded and centered if you are at a spiritual event and all of a sudden you just feel total ecstasy and totally blissed out that is a sign that there is something hooking into you and what's happening is what one of my mentors calls spiritual anesthetic so this entity is emitting something into your field that causes all of this bliss so that you have no idea that you are being hooked into. And this is used so often that people will be in these groups and they get totally blissed out like they're on drugs. Uh, like so, so that's the distinction, though. Okay, so feeling uplifted, that's good. Feeling so blissed out like you're high, that's a red flag. Okay, that's a red flag that the spiritual anesthetic phenomenon is happening and by the way if you are ever at a spiritual event and something doesn't feel right to you you 
have permission. You can give yourself permission to leave. You don't have to give anybody any uh, valid reason. You can make something up. You can tell them you forgot you had other plans or whatever, and you just get the heck out of there And uh, because you are responsible for your safety energetically at all times. And then use some of my techniques in my book to uh, clear your energy so nothing has a, ta- has a chance to get fully hooked in. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. And also, when you talk about the euphoria and the bliss, it sounds like you're talking about really feeling tremendously ungrounded with it because yes. certainly people do want to have an experience that are on a spiritual path often of bliss because it's connection to the light, but that's a grounded experience. And what's yes. happening with these folks is very ungrounded, so they become even more at risk, it sounds like, from what you're saying. Yes, thank you, sounds Patricia, like a for that distinction. High. Yeah, yeah, that's a very, very important distinction. So, yes, so it's a very ungrounded kind of euphoria rather than feeling a grounded, centered kind of peace and bliss. Yeah. Totally yeah, different. that is unusual. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. So just in terms of just maybe some simple things you could give to our audience of other things they need to watch out for, um, because, again, you know, there's a fine line here, Maya, with people that may need some mental health support. You know, let's let's talk about that a little bit, because sometimes that's the case. And at other times, it it is truly an entity or something from another realm that has come to bother them and confuse them. So it's how do you know the difference? Yeah, that's that's a really important uh, question there. So, um, so I actually train healers in uh, doing psychic protection work. And one of the things that that I told the group that I'm working with, I told them on the very first night of class, was that you have to understand that you are not a a mental health specialist. Your specialty is in energy. So there is a fine line between where there are mental health issues, where there are not entities attached to a person, but they are experiencing psych- a psychotic episode. And then there are people who are actually experiencing unwanted paranormal activity, and they are not having mental health issues, but the paranormal activity makes them think maybe they are. And then mm-hmm. there's a third, third thing on the list, and that is, and this has been my professional opinion, uh, in my field, and as you all know, I'm not a, not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but um, in my observation, there's a third category, and that is when entities attached to a person who was uh, uh, mentally stable and mentally healthy, when certain entities attach into that person, those entities actually then end up causing mental illness. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they, they hook in, they, they hook into the person, and then what I mentioned about energy cords applies here. The entity will feed off of their life force energy, 
and they will also send uh, the person, whether it's um, uh, depression, uh, anxiety, um, uh, cravings for addictive substances, uh, or even um, uh, sending them urges to do violent or horrific acts. And then uh, when the person acts on that, then the entity feeds off of that energy. And it's this feedback loop that happens. So, um, yeah, so I am constantly on the the lookout for good therapists out there um, that I can also refer people to because sometimes there are mental health issues going on. And not only that, even if a mentally healthy person, uh, you know, if they start off mentally healthy, but then they are attacked by entities, you can be pretty certain they're going to end up with PTSD. So they need therapist help for that too. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so both are needed, you know, the spiritual aspect and then the, the uh, professional um, therapist assistance, especially, obviously, for people who are having mental health issues. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. you, do, what do you do privately with people? Do you help them clear these types of things that may have attached? Do you help them clear and protect themselves in individual sessions? And do you do that over Skype, or do you have to do that in person? How do you work with people? Okay, so I do one-on-one sessions both in person and over the computer. It's similar to Skype, but a different different program called Zoom. Mm-hmm. And um, and what I do, so so during this session, the first part is really valuable, just people having the opportunity to share their story with someone who understands and knows what they're talking about. Because part of the trauma when people go through a, a psychic attack, any kind of unwanted paranormal activity, and when they go through that, part of the trauma is that they don't have anybody else in their life who believes them. Everybody thinks that they're making it up or that it's all in their head. So they have the opportunity to share their story. And then also with my psychic abilities, I'm able to tune in and get to the bottom of exactly what's going on what kind of entity it is or how many, how it's attached to them, when it came in, uh, if it's an ancestral issue. And then once we get through the evaluation of exactly what's going on, then I look um, intuitively, I tune in to see which techniques are going to work for, uh, for their clearing. I also do long-distance clearing work, but I find, I find that... Um, also doing their own techniques at home, for example, uh, clearing their house with physical tools like frankincense, burning frankincense. Uh, that's very helpful in tandem to any energy work that I do with them. There's also a very strong educational component, and I really emphasize this because there's a lot of people, whether it's uh, people experiencing psychic attack or any other kind of issue, a lot of people just want someone to just fix them and just make it all better. But here's the thing. If someone has had a, 
a psychic attack experience, chances are they've had a long history of unwanted paranormal activity. Almost everyone that I interview when I work with them, I find out that this is not the first time. And so there's a lot of work for them to do in uh, learning how to have healthier boundaries. They have to work on healing some of their past traumas uh, because past traumas actually have an effect on their energy field and make them vulnerable to entities coming in and attaching to them. That's one of the biggest things that makes people vulnerable is past trauma. Uh, but as far that as makes educational, sense. Com- yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense because it leaves a, a mark, <laughs> putting a mildly. It does. And and yeah, so yeah, I can see where that would possibly attract other things. Now, when you when you work with somebody and you see mm-hmm. that there are there are entities around them or connected to them or both that are causing trouble. Describe, if you can, what do they look like? Where are these entities from, Where and what in the world do they look like? Well, what I find really fascinating is everybody that I work with, the situations are so different. There's not just like three different kinds of entities or whatever. Um, I have actually worked with several clients that have had um, uh, dis- discarnate souls, so human souls. Uh, that attached to them. So maybe they were uh, at a hospital or a nursing home and uh, a ghost attached to them and has been with them since then. So there's the the typical ghost. I've had several clients who've had something that's called Jinn, D-J-I-N-N. And those little guys, those guys are nasty. They are very difficult. Jin, what they look like is uh, white plasma. It's a big blob of white plasma. They are shapeshifters as well, so they will appear in different forms, but their actual form, how I see them, is this big flameless fire. They actually uh, have a very loud voice so that the person will actually think this has happened frequently with with several clients and students who have thought that they had a spirit guide with them because this djinn was pretending to be a spirit guide. Uh, And because djinn can uh, communicate telepathically with people so loudly, these people would think that they had this wonderful spirit guide with them that was giving them all these messages uh, only to find out that it wasn't actually a spirit guide at all. One of my students, she was meditating, and she saw her spirit guide, who she thought was Ascended Master Lady Nada. And she saw her, and she was very comforted and thought, oh, this must be my spirit guide. And then uh, a couple of meditations later, when she was in meditation, she saw Lady Nada, and then her face changed and looked very frightening, like, like the facade flipped, and then... And then she looked like Lady Nada again. And she contacted me and said, is this actually an Ascended Master or is this a djinn? And I looked and I said, well, I'm really glad that you were savvy enough to question because this really is not an Ascended Master. Um, 
those are two examples. There's a, a lot of uh, demonic stuff that people have had attached to them. Another thing that you might find fascinating is that I've worked with people who've had um, what look like little uh, worms and even like microscopic sized entities. And those are, uh, those take a lot of clearing work to get out. If you can imagine if you had like a flea infestation in your house that was really terrible, um, some of these little small, uh, they're like little bugs or little worms. Um, Where do they come from? I mean, obviously that's not a ghost image. This is something else. Where is this, uh, where does it come from? Right. That's a very good question, Patricia. So I'm I'm a, a seeker of truth, and I'm constantly trying to figure out where where this okay this I'm seeing this where is this coming from? Um, I do believe that there are a lot of interdimensional beings that come through, as well as just your standard ghosts and um, demons. So I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, the one client that I'm thinking of, I think these were interdimensional beings. Mm-hmm. And can you yeah. share any stories where, where people have had these these things attached, whatever they may be, or bothering them in some way, and then once they these things were cleared out of the way, how did their lives change after that? Hmm. Let me think here if I have anybody who it's been enough time, because it's been just a couple of years. Um so let me think. I have a couple of little mini stories. So there's yeah, one woman that I that I worked with. She was having experiences with sleep paralysis, where she would wake up and there would be an entity um, on top of her, and um, and messing with her sexually as well, feeding off of her energy. And she yeah. was having this quite often. Um, and in, in working with her and doing the evaluation, we discovered that this is something that's been going through her lineage. And so I saw that it was going through her family line, and I asked her about that. And she said, yes, her, her aunt and some other people in her uh, family line have had similar issues. Um, so I wasn't surprised to hear that. So I recommended actually some uh Clearing, um, I don't remember exactly because I give everyone a different prescription based on what I'm getting intuitively. But I, I recall that I uh, told her to burn frankincense and there were certain essential oils that she used before bed. Um, also using salt, I recommended that she use salt around her bed, uh, putting uh, it around the whole perimeter of the bed. And when people are being attacked in bed, another really easy trick is to put it under the pillow, put it under your pillow, put just loose salt under your pillow. Um, and she wrote me back and she said uh, she has not had any sleep paralysis or any indications of psychic attack in several months. So That's she's great. feeling a lot better now. Yep. That is terrific. So, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's nice. Nice to have that kind of effect immediately like that. That's great. So, yeah, sleep paralysis is, a, is an interesting one, but seeing an entity then it takes on a whole different uh, aura, and it does need to be addressed, especially if she's being uh, hurt or provoked by this thing. 
So, yeah, this is a fascinating field. And I think a lot of people don't realize that these things are around. And then, of course, it takes somebody like you to sometimes to be able to see them because Mm -hmm. most people can't. Most people can't see this stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And actually, I have a a couple of real quick tips if we have time. Yeah, we we do. What are they? Yeah. What are the tips? Okay. Okay, so everybody who's listening, you might want to grab a pen and paper because I'm going to go through this really quick. Uh, This is a very holistic approach. And keep in mind, because of the time of this episode, we don't have time to go really deep into um, any more complicated techniques, but this is going to give you an overview of where to start. So a lot of people think that uh, if they're having a psychic attack, they just kind of try to get rid of it with one technique. They kind of like throw spaghetti at the wall and say, kind of hope that it sticks. Like they're going to burn sage once. By the way, sage doesn't work for really difficult stuff usually. Uh, But they they burn sage once and then they say it didn't work. So there's actually, based on my own experience and all of the information that I have and all the clients that I've worked with, it's really important to take this five-part approach to psychic protection. So if you've been experiencing psychic attack and unwanted paranormal activity, uh, you can certainly throw water on the fire to put it out, but chances are you'll have issues again later on down the road if you don't take a holistic approach. So the first thing is to keep your spirit and your energy strong. This means establishing a regular spiritual practice connecting with the earth or divine or your own spirit, whatever your spiritual practice is for you. If you only wait until you're in an emergency, it's just, that's just not going to work for you. You have to have a daily practice. Number two, you need to focus on keeping your body as strong and as healthy as, as you can. Obviously, you don't have control over everything, but do your best to have good nutrition Get rest, keep your stress level low, and take care of your wellness. Because when your body is weak, that makes you vulnerable to psychic attack. Number three, uh, you need to also take care of your emotional and mental well-being. And that means to uh, focus on releasing limiting beliefs, healing old wounds, allow yourself to process your emotions instead of stuffing it in, You also need to address past traumas because unresolved past traumas also makes you vulnerable to psychic attack. Um, Number four, external clearing. So this is where you would burn sage, uh, use salt, use amulets, talismans for protection, burning frankincense to drive out evil spirits. That's part of the bigger picture, doing your external clearing techniques. And then number five is intuitive development, developing your own psychic abilities so that you will also be able to discern what's what if you go uh, out and about in the world to be able to see if if it's a safe environment or not, to be able to see energies and feel whether something is safe or not for you. And I actually cover a lot of this in my book. Uh, that'll help to get people started. Darkness, disguise, yeah, and light. Yeah, this is 
This is great. It, you've really organized the material nicely. And again, the name of the book is Darkness Disguised as Light. And the name of your website, please give that out again. Sure. So the, my website is www.psychicprotectionsanctuary.com. And if you go on there and you enter your email address, you'll receive a free quiz to find out if you are vulnerable to psychic attack. Wow, that's excellent. Excellent. Well, we're so glad you could come on the show with us tonight, Maya. Thank you so much. This has been great. And again, people can reach out to you on your website. They can schedule a private consultation or take one of your classes in this and make sure that they are not vulnerable to this kind of thing when the veil is so very thin these days. Mm-hmm. It really and, is. And Patricia, I also have a YouTube channel that has so many hours of free content, tons and tons oh, of content. So that, if you go to YouTube.com, then you can just type in the search bar, Psychic Protection Sanctuary, and you will find my channel. And I also have a Facebook support group. So if you go to Facebook and type in Psychic Protection Sanctuary, you will find a Facebook group that is a support group for people going through psychic attack. And I also have a six-month mentorship program on psychic protection, and you can find out information about that on my website. Oh, that's great, Maya. Well, I think you thought of everything to cover these this incredibly complex issue. So, again, many thanks for coming on the show. Everybody, the book, again, is Darkness Disguised as Light. Make sure you get it on Amazon. And we'll be back next week with another great show. Be sure to join us. And until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girl. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me.